What does England's chaos theory mean for cricket betting? Find out on Cricket Only Better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 143. I'm Ed Hawkins. What is happening in the cricket betting world? England playing T20 in a test. They're 50 over squad, two runs shy of 500. A washout in India. Sam Collins, please explain. Well, we'll certainly try to explain the first of those phenomenons in this week's show. The big one is, of course, England versus New Zealand from Leeds. On Thursday, from Thursday, even, we're asking that question. Uh, can England really keep playing like that and winning games? Paul Krishnamurti of Betting.Betfair will be tasked with making sense of it all. Welcome, Paul. Hello, Sam. How are you? I'm very well, Paul. I'm very well indeed. Perhaps better than Holland's bowlers right now. Uh, Richard Mann of SportingLife.com, you're returning again as well. Getting your red and white face paint ready, I presume. Hi, Sam. Oh, isn't it lovely to, to, to have Test Cricket thriving, though, and England actually playing some good stuff for once? It is it is beautiful. Um, a bit of Richard Mann special this week, because he'll be updating us on the bets and angles from the T20 Blast as well. We've had a few requests for that on Twitter via at Cricket Betting for your suggestions and just general abuse. Tell us what's on the show, Edward Hawkins. Yeah, all the stats, trends, trades and bets for England versus New Zealand, as you said, and exactly the same for West Indies versus Bangladesh, which starts from Friday from Gross Islet. Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, Special new feature this week as well. Treble chance, keep your ears peeled for a special klaxon. We've got our best bets too at the end of the show. So let's get on with it. Right, lots to get through, but we start... As we start with an outright, it's the T20 Blast, heading over to our correspondent Richard Mann in a second for some angles and some wangles. But in the meantime, these are the odds from the Betfair Sportsbook. Four to one, Lancashire and Surrey are your favourites. Fives at Somerset, sevens, Birmingham, Warwickshire, Birmingham, something. Uh, eights, North Hants, nine, Yorkshire, twelves, Essex and Derbyshire, fourteens, Hants and Gloucestershire, and the rest start from twenties, an inauspicious bunch. You can check out the odds at Betfair Sportsbook, as always. Right, going over to Hawkins for a bit of stat work. Bit of stat work. I thought it might be interested to have a look at whether there was a bias for team batting first or second, a toss bias essentially, because we're so used to those in T20 cricket. Um, and unusually, there just basically really isn't one in the Vitality Blast. That's probably what makes it such a competitive tournament. It's standing at 52% for the chase at the moment. So lots of to and throwing, uh, and round and round we go. I think Lancashire might be four, a bet at four to one. I'm hoping Richard Mann's going to put me right or wrong. Uh, Luke would about to return, uh, one would have thought, once he's done his work in the Netherlands. Uh, Butler's not going to be needed by England's test team. Livingston uh, will be missing games as long as with Butler as well in uh, ODI and T20 work. Um, but we were worried about Lancashire's bowling at the start of this tournament when we previewed it. Uh, but their economy rate is 8.2 and over. And if they're getting uh, players back, in particular for finals day, 4-1 uh, looks like a price to me. They're definitely getting out of the group. 
so that is going to shorten quickly. Okay, well, let's see what Richard Mann makes of it all. I'll come to you for your picks of, of Derbyshire and Birmingham in a bit, Richard Mann. But is there a bet in there that you wished you'd had for those who haven't played yet? Well, I wish I could have placed laid knots at the start or, or laid them not to make the quarterfinals. I've lost seven from ten so far knots and right from the start I've been mad against them. This has been a fantastic T20 side, but it's an ageing one now. Harry Gurney retired, Dan Christian not the force of all, Samit Patel not the force of all, and they are so reliant on Alex Hales, who is he's just all out attack now. He was striking, I think, 2-6-6 at one point this season. And he's he's won them a game or two here and there as Alex Hales. But, but when he doesn't fire, they generally struggle knots. They conceded 260 against Birmingham Bears. They look a poor side to me, but they're not priced up that way. They're generally going off favourites. And I think they're going to want to pose in, in the match betting from here on in. Okay. Um, what about the favourites in the market? Plus any other angles? Go nuts, Richard. Yeah, Ed's made a really good point about Lancashire. They look, they along with Surrey, look the two best sides, really. Uh, Surrey unbeaten in the South group. Sun on the Ryan, Kyron Pollard, they've done a really good job going there. England internationals have done well. They just look really strong, as do Lancashire, who whose batting is, is very, very frightening. You know, Tim Davies done really well there. Dame Villas, then we've obviously got Livingston. So they look a fearsome outfit, but the North group to me looks looks a stronger group, full stop really. Birmingham Bears, they've been a little bit inconsistent, but when they've been on, they've been really on. Birmingham, I think in 10 games, have made over 204 occasions. Uh, Sam Hayne, incredible start to the season really. He's 3-2-5 runs at 81, striking at nearly 170. How he hasn't had a go for England, I think he, Tells everything about England's strength in depth. So they'd be the three two sides for me at three top sides Lancashire, Surrey, and Birmingham. But Derbyshire are on the charge as well. They're now fourth in North, who won the last four at the time of recording. Weak bowling attack, I think, will probably stop them winning the thing, but they've got a good batting lineup of Derbyshire. They're always going off underrated in the match betting and particularly batting second. Even if they concede a big score, they can chase just about anything they've chased. Good scores against Yorkshire and rain affected matches. So don't be worried about Derbyshire. Keep taking the big prices about them. Um, but from here on in, it looks about Surrey, Lancashire, and Birmingham for me. Um, quick word on North Ants as well. They're doing going really well in North Group. Fearsome batting lineup. I'm just not sure they've got the depth of, of a Lancashire or a Surrey. Okay. Thank you very much. Blast off, literally. Now let's get on with some test matches. England versus New Zealand is first. Right, here's the meat in the sandwich then. England versus New Zealand, resurgent England versus New Zealand. Thursday from Headingley starts 11 o'clock. Was it 11 o'clock or is it a day-nighter? No, you're right, it's 11 o'clock. That's my typing on the script. You carry on, you've done well to get it right. 11 o'clock, UK live on Sky Sports. Betfair exchange prices, England at all the riches are 2.22, New Zealand 3.4, and the draw is at 3.8. Um, before we get into the teams and the pitch reports, I want to gauge the reaction to that extraordinary win by England at Trent Bridge to seal the series. What does it mean for your betting plans when it comes to England in tests? Uh, because consistently we've been very down on them because they have been not very good at Hawkins. Well, the first thing I think it means is that you take on the draw with the way England are going to play. 
if they're going to be scoring at that kind of rate and be so attacking, uh, you can you can bet your bottom dollar that the lay of the draw comes back into vogue and you'd been able to take it on at odds on throughout that test match against Trent Bridge. I think that's the big take home from it. I don't think consistently England are going to be able to win games playing that way. Um, I'd also be worried about uh, thinking this is some sort of revolution, but it's just two games and two games is no sort of study sample to start throwing out your theory that England have a weak batting lineup. They still have some holes throughout that top order. Um, and it could well be at Headingley if we get overcast conditions and Bolton Southery find their form, England could get knocked over very, very cheaply. And then uh, we're back to square one with them. I think they're going to be a very, very topsy-turvy team, but absolutely brilliant to watch and uh, a great reliable bet with the draw. Okay. Um, are you saying, Edward Hawkins, that Ollie Pope's 100 at three completely doesn't make any difference? Uh, well, I mean, it was a, such a road, though, wasn't it, Trent Bridge? It was oh, such a flat I'm wicket. Joking. I'm being okay. facetious. Well, course. I mean, you could have a said dark. that I backed him at five to one to be top England bat, and he gets 146 and doesn't win. I mean, talk about bad beats, Oil. but theory me. Right, talking of wait, start study samples. Uh, when do you change your mind, Paul Krishnamurti? Because you've been a fierce critic. Well, a long way from here. Um, you know, I wouldn't take anything away from them from what they've achieved. It's a good start for Ben McCullum and Ben Stokes, and it is a positive change of mindset. And let's be honest, the only way was up. But there are legitimate excuses in both. Neither game is particularly representative of anything. In the first match, New Zealand were predictably undercooked. We were bowled out very cheaply. Ultimately, our best batsman, the one player we didn't have any questions about, won the match for us. Second match, as Ed says, was on a road. Um, and again, one brilliant match-winning innings from Johnny Bairstow doesn't actually prove anything particularly moving forward. There are many bigger tests to come. Um, I would still massively fear for them on their travels, and I'd expect to continue to get good ve- good value about visiting teams in the tests. That said, I do think they clearly deserve to be favourite this week. Okay, Richard Mann, bet for exchange prices. Have series correct score markets available for um, the revitalised England against India in the finale from that um, that that last summer hangover? Um, the test, which was postponed last summer, takes place July the first. Edgebaston, India lead two one in the series currently. Um, okay, the exchange prices are two two draw, so that's an England win is two point uh, two two one a draw is 3.0 and an India win for 3-1 series victory um, correct score is a 2.72 Richard Mann where is your money? Ordinarily it'd be India they were the better side in the series last summer but one thing to bear in mind when India came over to in- India last year they played the ICC Test Championship final first against, first against New Zealand they were undercooked and they played poorly in that match and New Zealand won and then India got better as the summer went on and they dominated England, really. Uh, so I'd be worried about them being caught cold this time around. England clearly on the up. Um, and it's refreshing to see England playing good cricket again. These are This is mainly the same side that was struggling over the last 18 months. Uh, it doesn't say a lot about the previous leadership, but it's, it's great to see people like Ollie, per- Ollie Pope and Johnny Bairstow prospering. The one thing I'll say, just backing up what Ed said really earlier... 
they've been two really good batting pitches that England have played on here and they've been able to play an aggressive brand of cricket and it's come off. But the one time New Zealand got the ball to talk under in tricky conditions, England went from 59 for naught in the first innings at Lords to one for one all out. So we're definitely not over the hill yet. I think there's bigger challenges ahead. And when the ball does a bit, it be interesting to see if England's all-out attack approach can still succeed. Okay, thank you very much. Um, let's get back to the Headingley test. Teams and a pitch report, please, Hawkins. Yeah, England, Lees, Crawley, Pope, Root, Bairstow, Stokes, Folks. Easy. Potts. We've got Jamie Overton coming into this team because we suspect James Anderson might need a rest. They're keeping an eye on that India test. Well, it'll be certainly interesting to see how they approach it. The old management would probably have rested Anderson. Will McCullum suggests the same. Then we've got Broad and Leach. Uh, Conway and Bracewell for New Zealand have both got COVID. Their five-day isolation should be up in time, but you never know whether they're going to be fit or not. Jameson is out of the series, so New Zealand could line up like this. Latham, Young, Conway, Williamson, Nichols, Mitchell, Blundell, Southie, Wagner, Bolt and Henry or Tickner. Blair Tickner could come in uh, to have a go instead of Matt Henry. Headingley, six out of the last nine first innings, scores under 260. India were bowled out for 78 there last summer. The pitch gets better as it goes. Last 10 years, average runs per wicket in the third and fourth is 34 and 32 compared to 26 and 29, first and second, respectively. Headingly used to be England's second least successful ground on win-loss ratio, but in the last 10 years, it's third best behind Old Trafford and Southampton. Okay, let's pick the bones out of that, please, Richard Mann. Um, Match odds, what are you betting on? Well, I should should be sticking with New Zealand, shouldn't I? Because I've been very pro New Zealand all the way. They've made too many mistakes in this series. They should have set England a big score in the second innings at Lords and they messed up. And then same again, actually, last week at Trent Brigg. Their catching was poor as well. So I agree with Paul. England probably should be just about favourites. But what I will say, and Ed touched upon it there again, this England side, there's going to be a lot of highs and there's going to be some crashing lows as well because of the way they're going to play. And, and fair play, it's going to be a great ride to watch watch how it all, all, all goes through. The one thing I would say is if there's going to be highs and lows on the field, there's going to be highs and lows in play as well on the betting. And as a as a Kiwi supporter, I got some really big prices in the last, last test about New Zealand. Just basically backing that England were going to make a mess of it at some point. And, and New Zealand got into a great position when England were far down. New Zealand were under two to one, having traded at 20s at times in the match uh, on Betfair. So I think that's the angle into the match. If you either pro England or pro New Zealand, just take the big prices and then just get out at short because I think I think we're going to see a topsy-turvy test again. And I think all through the summer, it'll be up and down with England. Just keep taking the big prices. I don't think you'll go far wrong with that strategy. Hey, um, weather forecast isn't too bad. Bit of rain around, according to the BBC. But does that open the chance to lay the draw, Paul Krishnamati, with this new, fast-scoring England? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I actually, the Met Office uh, report I saw looked okay. So. I, I looked at it and just thought result. I mean, you nearly always get a result Eddingly. Um, just uh, building on what Rich was saying about backing the extreme odds for this England side, great thing is Headingley is probably the best ground in the world 
to bet in running, to bet on the swings. Um, I would say it's probably my favourite test ground just for that reason. So this is probably the only ground where I would say under 100 and over 600 first innings runs are in play. You know, it completely depends on the overheads. Um, scoring tends to be very, very quick, and that really rules the draw out of it. Now, for me, 3.8 is very low, but if there is a bit of weather around, and if if the first if the first innings starts well, that draw will probably collapse. That's definitely a good lay. And as Ed was saying, um, the pitch lasts. I mean, the, the later innings we've seen here are amazing. We've seen 3.62 chased by England, of course, 3.22 by the West Indies. Um, 450 has been smashed in the third inning three times in the last nine matches, test matches here. And that would be a huge price, 450, probably 16 to 1, something like that. Yeah, just jumping back in, heading into this year, particularly in the blast, I know it's a different game, some fantastic batting pitches have been produced. It's been a complete road. But as the old saying goes, heading low, you don't look down, you look up. Um, and as Paul says, the forecast I've seen, it's a little bit mixed. A cloud around, as Paul was saying, you could get some really low scores. Remember the Ashes in 2019, Australia and England both rumbled out, cheaply in the first innings. And then on the last inning, Stokes, where he could have batted all, all day, all week, couldn't he? It was so flat. Yeah, I do mean you look so. I mean, if we get a session like that, it really isn't hard, as you were saying. It's not hard to see Trent Bolt and Tim Southie just running through England for 80 or something. Again, it'll be 100 to 1, 50 to 1, something like that. I, I was just going to ask you, I didn't want to lay on the point. Sub 100 England, then first innings runs, what sort of price do you think you'd be looking at? I, I reckon you'll, you'll lay 102, 103. You'll probably be able to lay 175 at like, I don't know, 1.1, 1.15. It's crazy. The, it, these run, run lines they always seem to start too high for me. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go to Hawkins for the batters and bowlers to follow. Yeah, great value there from the guys. Absolutely zero value over here. Pope on win rates, hitherto value, no longer. He's 72 from sports, but they've even cut Crawley is four to one root is boosted to 21 to 10 but win rate versus implied probability on odds it's 26.3 versus 32 there is no Englishman with bat or ball who is value in terms of win rate on your tops markets but we are getting five points on Southie at 11 to 4 top New Zealand bowler in the first innings we're also getting four points on Kane Williamson at 3 to 1 to be top New Zealand bat in the first innings um Richard Mann what do you like or low that of that I've been keen on Will Young right from the start now he's still without a test match century which which is unbelievable to me because I thought he played really well in both innings at Trent Bridge so I won't be betting him in the top New Zealand batsman market he's been going off six to one um but without that 100 it, whether he can beat a Mitchell or a Williamson I'm not sure but I think he can make a first innings 50 I thought he looked really good in both innings Trent Bridge so I'll be doing that and then we're unsure about his availability, but if Anderson plays, he's a must-bet for me, top England, first innings bowler. Um, his recent record at Headingley is stag- staggering. Took four for in the first innings at Lords, three for in the first innings at Trent Bridge. And his recent Headingley record 
Uh, he's just ridiculous, really. Three for six against India last year. The 2018, three for 43 against Pakistan. Five for 76 against the West Indies in 2017. Five for 16 in 2016 against Sri Lanka. All first innings. If he plays, I'll be with the old boy this week. Well, Krishnamurti, same question to you, please. Well, first of all, just adding against what, what um, Rich was saying, this is really important whether he plays or not. 11 to 10 about Anderson getting over 2.5 wickets in the first innings. It won the last match. That's a cracking bet. That's won eight of the last 12 matches he's played, five at home, five of the last six at home. But obviously, it depends on him playing. Um, other than that, um, not a great deal, really. Don't really like any, either the England markets much. I think Trent Bolt and Tim Southey combined man in the match is the bet. 12 to 1, 16 to 1. Okay, thank you very much. Any other business before we move on, uh, Richard Mann? I'm all, I'm all out of love. Okay, that's what I like to hear. Paul Krishnamurti, are you sated as well? No, I'm all good. You're, you're done. Lovely. A tick for England versus New Zealand. In-play angles available on betting.betfair after the end of each day, courtesy of our very own Edward Hawkins. Best bets coming up at the end of the show too. Now... It's West Indies versus Bangladesh in the second test. Right then, just time to remind you that betting.betfair has some free bet offers available. Check them out online, over 18s only though, please. And see begamblerware.org as always. Now we've got the West Indies versus Bangladesh in the second test test, sorry, West Indies versus Bangladesh in the second test to decipher. But just before we do, I'm going to press my newly installed treble klaxon. Yes, that sound means it's time for our new feature. Each show, one of the guys will line up a tasty treble for you. And it's none other than our statistical stunner, Edward Hawkins this week, who is first out of the blocks. Okay, this week's first treble chances. Brathwaite in a 50 for a 50 in the first innings. West Indies versus Bangladesh around about 11 to 10. Southie top New Zealand bowler first innings at 11 to 4. Williamson top New Zealand bat in the first innings at Headingley 3 to 1. All these bets with Sportsbook and a £10 stake returns £286, 36p. Lovely jubbly. Okay, uh, great stuff. Another of those next week. Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurthy, please stand by. Right. West Indies versus Bangladesh starts on Friday, 3pm, live on BT Sport from Gross Islet. How do you pronounce that? Gross Islet. Um, Betfair Sportsbook match odds for you. West Indies are 4-6, to six, the draws at 13-5, to five, and Bangladesh are at 7-2. to two. Um, West Indies thumped Bangladesh in the first test at North Sound on a tricky surface, one which I don't think anyone saw coming until those early pictures of the surface turned up on Twitter. Edward Hawkins, you have a lowdown for us. West Indies line up like this. Brathwaite, Campbell, Reefer, Bonner, Blackwood, Mayers, De Silva, Joseph, Roach, the spinner Moti and Seals. Yeah, Bangladesh, uh, Iqbal, Joy, Shanto, Hack, Shakib, Das, Nurul Hassan, Mahedi Hassan, Miraz, Mustafazir and Tajul Islam might come in for Hossein, uh, followed by Khalid. West Indies line up like this. Brathwaite, Campbell, Reefer, Bonner, Blackwood, Mayers, De Silva, Joseph, Roach, the Spinner Moti and Seals. 
Gross Islet, Gross Islay, whatever it's called. Four out of the five wins in the nine tests have come batting first. West Indies have won only once. There's a 12-run drop from first innings to fourth on the averages. In the last 15 innings, 300-plus only four times. That's all innings. West Indies were rolled four times for under 200 against South Africa at this venue last year. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamati, let's come to you first on this one. What did you make of that heavy defeat for Bangladesh in the first game, and how does it inform your betting strategy on this one? Well, I mean, we were victims of fake news here in that it was widely reported that Kemar Roach wasn't playing and at the last minute he turns up and that is a game changer for me as far as Westerns are concerned um, the pitch also wasn't as flat as expected and so whilst I remain someone who's very sceptical about the West Indies I'm less inclined to take them on on a pitch where their bowlers might get something out the surface um, flatter and the slower it is I would be I'd consider them vulnerable to spinners and their batsmen throwing wickets away. Uh, all the past evidence suggests that this is a result pitch and the pacemen will do well. So on that grounds, I would say they're worthy favourites. However, if I might just add, the weather does look a major factor. I, was look, I know it's, I'm looking a week in advance here, but they had rain every day and the last day was terrible. So this could be another game where we see very dramatic swings in running with the betting. So again, maybe look to lay the draw odds on here. Okay. Thank you very much, Richard Mann. A view from you, please. Bangladesh just so disappointing, weren't they, in the first game? Roach playing, as, as Paul said, was made a massive difference. And just looking through the left-handers in this Bangladesh lineup, Roach, a fantastic bowler to left to left-handers, as good as Stuart Broad for me. And it's just littered with left-handers. And I, if the if the pitch does as much as it did when South Africa here in 2021, I think Roach and the West Indies seem as well have a field there. I just don't think Bangladesh are going to have enough to be competitive. Okay, thank you very much. Let's have an in-play pick from both of you. Paul Krishnamati first. Um, back both teams to win at double their starting odds. Okay, Richard Mann. Yeah, we're on the sort of same wavelength here. Just be, try and get against the draw. If they go off for rain and, and, and the draw sharpens up, that, that'll be the way in. I just can't see Bangladesh being competitive enough. Okay, how do we bet innings runs here, Paul Krishnamati? I think, again, it's unders. Again, I think it's just set too high. Um, 23 innings here in the last decade, no 400s, 10 scores under 200. The pitch doesn't particularly deteriorate. That isn't clear. Um, in the last match, West Indies started pretty high. You could lay 300 odds on very quickly. So I would look to do that. I'd look to lay 325 if it goes below evens and 275 if it goes 1.5. Um, as for the Bangladesh, same as I said before, wait until they've lost three wickets, then back them over to that point because they're middle over strong. Okay, lovely stuff. Straight over to the Tops markets with Hawkins. Yeah, easy peasy. We're going to be all over Brathwaite. They're not going to be short enough. We'll take five to two. Thanks very much for Top West Indies bat in the first dig. Blackwood for a 50 as well. We're expecting him to be not short enough. He's got a terrific win rate on that market. And Roach, top bowler. Uh, they won't be short enough there either because of his win rate. So we expect to be taking at least 11 to 4. As we said last week, the Bangladesh players are the most reliable bat in terms of 
win rates is Mushrikir. He's not there. He's not playing. Mahedi Hassan-Miraz cop last time, but Sportsbook know all about him. We're just going to stick with the West Indies blokes here to do some business. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, Richard Mann, who do you like out of those? I... I'm probably going to go with the right-hander. Shakib's obviously the class act and made runs in both innings in the last test. But we mentioned Lit and Das last week. And I, I would give Mehdi a, a chance as well because I think if this pitch does plenty, I think the lefties are going to be in some real hard work against Kimar Roach. I'd want a right-hander. Das and Mehdi at a bigger price. They'd be my two stabs. Okay. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, finish it off for us, please. Completely endorsing everything the guys have said. Breath, White and Roach for Windies. Das and Media Sand for Bangladesh. Um, I would just add, I'm looking at Brathwaite and Roach combined for man of the match. And um, one other bit, if there's four to one or bigger available on no century in the match, that would be tempting. Just quickly, if I can just dive back in, Kyle Myers. He's just got a terrific record. Six, averages 16 with the ball, 33 with the bat, double ton against Bangladesh already. I'm with Paul, I think, works in the man of match market, but I think Kale Myers, I think you've got to chuck him in there. Underrated cricketer, terrific record. Okay, thank you very much. All done, team. Uh, now on to the good stuff. What makes it in to our best bets? Right, it's best bets time. We've got some scores, we've got some doors, and we have Edward Hawkins. Ooh, best bets, here you go. These are the PL figures uh, making grim reading, but we have some terribly bad beats and you should have heard the language off air as we were discussing them. Uh, Richard Mann is minus 25.55 and Paul Grishmati is minus 24. Close, but no cigar too often. But this is the week that it all turns round. Off you go. I'm not sure he's going to go first. Five points to spend each. Shall I take first one, Paul? Yeah. I'm going to have... Two units, James Anderson, top England, first innings bowler in the first test. I will place an order to back the West Indies at 2.4 to win the test match. Two points. I'm going to have 1.5 units, Will Young, to make a first innings 50 um, at whatever price I can get. Okay, I'm split a unit stake, half a unit each, Craig Brathwaite, and Kemar Roach, man of the match. Okay, so that leaves me with one and a half units. I'm going to have 0.75 units, Trent Bull in the man of the match market at Headingley. And then I'll just finish off the other 0.75 units I will have on Kale Myers in the man of the match market in the West Indies v Bangladesh test. Okay, um, I have one point on... Litton Das to be top Bangladesh run scorer. And that leaves me with one unit. But seeing as Nick Rich has nicked my Trent Bolt pick, uh, <laughs> I'll have an extra point on the West Indies at 2.4. Three points on that. Thank you very much. That's about it for Cricket Only Better episode 143. Quick reminder, in play angles every single day at the end of play during England versus New Zealand at betting.betfair. Don't forget to check it out. We'll see you next week when we'll be looking at England versus India.